Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Welcome to Joy Newsroom. The news is live on the Joy News channel and on DSTV channel 421 and Go TV channel 125. We're also live on all our social media platforms. We are Joy News on TV. Coming up, four confirmed dead and many missing after an explosion at a quarry site at Shama in the western region. Four have been found dead. They are the mortuary at the moment. Three blacks and one white lady. The other four Chinese, we can't find them at the moment. The DC is here. We are trying to get excavator to try and see whether we can get the remaining four white men who have lost. you live to the area for updates shortly. And also, Ghana's 63.5% upward adjustment of farm gate price for cocoa for the new cocoa season becomes the highest in West Africa in the last 15 years. As custodians of our lands, I'm appealing to you and I'm going to release farmlands to facilitate large-scale commercial farming under this program. Unlike in the past, where government acquired lands under executive instruction. An armored regiment of the Ghana Armed Forces commissions a recreational block in Sinyani in memory of soldier Sharif Imoro, who was gruesomely killed in Ashaman. Your tenure of office saw many changes, including infrastructure, the expansion of office and accommodation for both officers and soldiers. Significantly has been your constant support for training at the training, uh, armor training school. We'll bring you details of this story shortly. My name is Faustina Safo. Thanks for choosing us. We start from the western region where four people have been confirmed dead with many others still missing 
after an explosion at a quarry site in Shama in the western region on Sunday dawn. Several other bodies have been discovered and others injured. Information available to join you suggests that the explosion occurred at a quarry site at G-Omni located in Shama. Many night shift workers said to be Ghanaian and Chinese nationals have been burnt beyond recognition. Let's take you live to the scene now. Our correspondent is on the ground in Natalia Kwanza. Thanks for joining us. Ina, you've been at the site all morning. Paint a picture for us. What's the level of damage? in less than one year. I mean, the site is beyond recognition. Um, a lot have been destroyed. It's difficult for you to even identify what exactly was there. And it's unfortunate that so this time, the cause of the explosion has not been established. But I can say that security um, agents, the stock of the police, NADMO, um, fire service, they are all they are trying to do their best to find out the actual cause of this explosion. And also, um, still searching for people who have gone missing. Because just like you have indicated, only four persons have been identified who are dead, and then the others who have been injured. Mm. Now, we understand some of the workers are still trapped at that site. What's the update with evacuation? Is it yielding any results? Well, firstly, after the time I left there around 11 a.m., um, they were still working on it. I mean, not more together with the security agencies I had mentioned earlier, were still working on, you know, um, getting these people out of the rubble. And I must also add that four Chinese nationals are on the run. Um, they are supposedly, according to my sources, to be owners of the quarry site, the underrun and the police is looking for these four Chinese nationals. And so with all the assurances, I had listened to when I was on site. Mm-hmm. Um, they are doing their best to, you know, unravel the rubble to see if um, those others who are not yet, you know, rescued can be found. And we pray that they are found alive. Mm. Now, you've been on the grounds. Do you know what mm. triggered this explosion? Well, it hasn't been identified yet, but we are still there. Our ears and eyes are summer. We are following keenly. As and when we get any information as to what really triggered this explosion, we let our viewers know. Mm. Thank you so much. Natalia Panza is on the grounds in Shamar. Grateful to have the District NADMO coordinator, Michael Nyan, also joining us on this developing story. Michael, it's quite worrying. What's the latest on the rescue efforts at the explosion site? We know that some workers are still trapped there. Yes, the, lit- the, the, the latest issue on the ground is, yet we haven't found the missing, missing staff. So we are... We are, we are we are also searching for them. But as I'm speaking to you now, we haven't seen anyone. Mm. Have you been able to establish the cause of this explosion? We haven't. At the moment, we haven't. But uh, uh, with national service to the underground. So by the course of the day, maybe the cause of the fire will be established. So what have you guarded with your initial assessment of the area the number of people injured. Do you have a figure now? Do you have what do you have on ground? Yes, so far there it is confirmed that four people were were dead. Uh, uh, five were injured. Uh, four are missing, which we are not finding them. So at at, at the moment, this what is on the ground. Mm. Now, we know that some residents and communities have also been affected by this explosion. You've been doing an assessment of the area. What's the impact? Yes. Uh, some of the communities around the, 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 the place have been affected. Uh, uh, about three, about four or five communities were affected by the authorities. The authorities, they are receiving on cracks, ceiling, and some of, some of the chip compounds.
also affected. So mm. we are we are collecting the data. So we won't finish today. Maybe tomorrow that we will finish. Mm. So let's understand the number of people that have been affected so far. I'm sure they'll be seeking relief from NATMO. Are you well equipped to provide that relief for them at this time? As for the relief, I said, as I just said, we don't have it now. I'm a regional boss is on the way coming. Maybe when he comes, you put our heads together. Regional minister is at the scene at the moment. So I think by the time we done recently, we sort out the issues of the review assets. Mm. Now, fortunately, we're also joined by the Member of Parliament for Shama Constituency, Ericsson Abeka. Thanks for joining us here on Joy Newsroom. Now, we know that it's not only the site that has been destroyed, houses, residents affected. How do you intend to contain the situation? Mr. Abeka, can you hear me? Yeah, hello. Yes, I can hear you. Great. I'm glad you've joined us here as at Joy Newsroom. We're asking that we know that it's not only the site that has been destroyed. Houses, residents of neighboring communities have also been affected. How do you plan to contain this situation? So thank you for the opportunity. Uh, honestly, we woke up to hear a very sad, a very sad incident. I mean, uh, you know, the site, we are going around trying to assess the extent of damage. Surely, we would even governmental support because we don't do assembly. It's not done enough. And then we come to the end of the existence. Though the extent of damage is not fully estimated now. What they were saying is central government support. And other, where we say, industry is a great development entity. And they all come to support the business. Mr. Becker, I would like you to position yourself rightly for me so that I can hear you better. But then we're looking at the extent of damage. There are concerns about what actually triggered this explosion. And we know that some Chinese nationals are on the run. Uh, have you heard about this? What's your initial information or briefing you've gotten? You know, but briefing, um, all Chinese are missing. But uh, you can't say for sure whether they are on the run or they have buried by the others. So, investigation is still ongoing. Because uh, from the brothers and sisters, so uh, three... Daniel has died. Others have also been the of Four are still receiving treatment on the basis. So the, the Chinese, the, the, the four Chinese, uh, I can't say for sure, but I'm still been searching through. But uh, they're close to the damage. And at the time of the hour that night, between 10 to 11 o'clock, one wonders whether they would have any difficulty looking at the, I mean, the rapidity of the, I mean, of the explosion. Mm. It raises a question about the damage some of these sites are having on our community. Actually, your area is a high-risk area because you have a lot of current sites there. Um, what are you doing to avoid this occurrence in future? Um, not just a national policy, particularly following the recent incident. Uh, what we have to narrow it down to the summer entry, where we have a lot of quarry mining ongoing. And we will and touch with the responsible agencies to ensure that the actually work the letter of their mandate and so that proper things are put in place. Mm. 
Now, NADMO is concerned relief items are yet to get to your constituents. Um, what are you doing about this? We are still in touch and then uh, trying to see areas where the damage is very, very high and that's what we can do. But we are still talking to authorities to ensure that as soon as possible, the relief items have come to Okay, we'll be monitoring the story. Thank you so much, Mr. Samuel Eriksson Abeka, is Member of Parliament for Shama, giving us updates on the situation in the region. We're hearing of an explosion there. We'll be monitoring this story and give you updates as at when we have them. Away from this tragic story, let's now focus on the cocoa sector, where Ghana's upward adjustment of farm gate price of cocoa beans has become the highest in West Africa in the last 15 years. Now, this was after President Akufado announced a 63.5% increment from 800 Ghana cities to 1,308 cities for a bag in this new cocoa season. The increment comes after cocoa farmers intensified calls for an upward review of cocoa prices to prevent the prevalence of smuggling and farmers turning farmlands into Galamsey sites. The president made this announcement at Tepa in the Ashanti region during the opening of the 2023-2024 cocoa season. Until recently, international prices of cocoa have remained relatively low and made worse by COVID-19. In spite of this, cocoa board and government have been taking the very hard decision of increasing producer price of cocoa. Cocoa prices have increased from 7,600 CDs per ton in 2016 to 12,800 CDs per ton in 2022, a significant increase of 68%. This has had an adverse impact on Cocoa Board's financial performance. However, the sustainability of the entire industry hinges on a well-remunerated producer who's willing to invest in business only with the certainty that government will pay the appropriate price. The international market is beginning to pick up and government, in keeping with our promise to our gallant cocoa farmers, has today increased cocoa prices from 12,800 CDs per ton to 20,943 CDs per ton, or 1,308 CDs per bag. That price is 70.5% of the gross FOB price, and it's equivalent to $1,821 per ton. It is the highest to be paid to cocoa farmers across West Africa in some 50 years. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado. Para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. 
hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCIUS LLC. The predicted stable price is above 2,600 United States dollars threshold. Government will continue to honor our families with good prices in the years ahead. Indeed, better days are ahead. Thanks for staying with us. Now, we're bringing in one of our individuals to have a conversation about this. Um, we know that we'll be joined shortly by Coco Board, but we don't have him here. We have Mr. Pomasi, who is joining us right now. He's a civil um, society activist, and he's joining us right now with more. I know that you're convinced about the increment, that it's a good way to go. Um, but the question is, will this actually solve the issue of cocoa smuggling? Hello, good afternoon. Can you please hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. Good. Um, good afternoon once again to your cherished um, viewers and listeners, especially all cocoa farmers in Ghana and cocoa farm members of Ghana Civil Society Cocoa Platform members. Well, yes, um, to some extent, I think that price is good. Um, but not all that good. It could have been better than this. But back to your question, is it going to stop uh, smuggling? It depends on the price um, especially agricoles would also announce. If their price will be within the same price that um, Ghana has announced, then I'm sure that there will be no motivation for farmers to, you know, and smuggle for to 44 hours. It also depends on the managers of the economy, ability to also stabilize our currency. If in the course of the season, um, we experience depreciation in cities, I am sure that um, smuggling may continue. But for now, I don't see any motivation for farmers to you know, smuggle the coast to 44 hours. Yeah. Mm. Now, there are also concerns about the cost. This is the highest increase we're seeing in the sub-region. And so their concerns can actually produce us. At Pennzoil, we have one job. Pioneering a motor oil so advanced, you don't have to think about your motor oil. Instead, you can think about how your engine sounds, how your stomach feels as the RPMs build, how your wheels hug the curves, and how, with the Pennzoil Platinum up to 15-year, 500,000-mile protection guarantee, your adventures will be many. Pennzoil. Long may we drive. Find it at Firestone Complete Auto Care. Enrollment required. Keep your receipts. Other conditions apply. See Pennzoil.com slash warranty for full details. Sell their produce because if you're producing cocoa and then you don't have individuals buying it, there's a problem. And then we also have concerns that the PBC, which is the country's highest um, purchaser, indigenous purchaser of cocoa, is struggling financially. Can they actually afford this? It's not only PBC. I mean, um, this is uh, a peculiar problem for all the local license buying companies. Once the season, you know, has commenced yesterday, mm. we expect the um, seed fund to also be distributed to the LBC so that they will be able to, you know, purchase the beans from farmers. Mm. Don't forget that um, these local LBCs have already made their plans, and this year 
we had the season, you know, commencing a month earlier than the usual um, um, season. So I am sure that some of these LBCs have already made their plans against October, getting guarantees from banks and all of that. So if Cocobot has now commenced the season, they have to also do everything possible to ensure there is adequate funding in the system so that the LBCs will be able to purchase the cocoa from farmers. Some of the farmers have already started, you know, um, um, drying cocoa on the mat. Some even have cocoa in their head. So from tomorrow, um, or possibly Monday, you will see, I mean, the, 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 the first of the purchasing class being busy. And if farmers take cocoa there and there is no money, uh, I, don't, I don't think that farmers will be happy, especially hearing the new price. So it is also incumbent on government and cocoa board to make sure that once we have announced the, 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 the commencement of the season, adequate seed fund distribution should also be made so that the LBCs won't suffer, especially the local LBCs. The foreign LBCs normally don't depend on um, 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 government seed funds, and they are always at the, at, the, at, the, at, the, at the advantage point because for them, they already have you know, money flowing from their, their um, guys you know, outside the country, and they need to feed their plants. So they will just uh, enter the market and start buying. And at the end of the day, the local LBCs will suffer. And here is the case we need to protect our local LBCs. So government must ensure the seed fund is also in the system. Mm. Ishmael, stay with us right now. Let's bring in Fifi Boafo, his general manager in charge of public relations with Coco Board. Thank you so much. He's joining us right now via Zoom. Now... This is 63.5% increment. First of all, how did you arrive at this figure? Oh, thanks for the opportunity. Um, usually, cocoa prices are determined by a committee known as the Producer Price Review Committee, made up of uh, cocoa boards, licensed buying companies, farmers, the Bank of Ghana, ministry responsible for cocoa, the Ministry of Finance, uh, hauliers, among other industry stakeholders. And we take into consideration the weighted average. We say weighted average because uh, I'm sure a lot of people will go on, on the internet and quote the figures at the prevailing market at the international level and use it as a basis of calculating the farm gate price. But the farm gate price is actually determined based on sales over the years because we start selling way ahead before the season begins. So the weighted average is what is used in determining the farm gate price. When the farm gate price is, uh, is arrived, when the weighted average is arrived on, then we take into consideration other industry costs. And that has been the practice over the years. However, this year there was a change. Uh, usually, what we used to do was to take out industry costs. And then we arrive at the net FOB and a percentage of not less than 15% is given to the cocoa farmer. Not less than 70% is given to the cocoa farmer. However, this year, the new directive was that we should only we should give gross FOB, a percentage of the gross FOB, as a way of insulating farmers from any excesses in the industry costs, such that farmers' income would rise. So this time round, we use the net FOB, uh, gross FOB in determining the price, hence what we see today. It is also worth noting that over the last six years, we've seen very poor prices at the international market. But beginning April this year, the price has started picking up and it is moving ahead significantly. There are those who even look at the current price and say that, well, we should have used that as the basis of determining what the farmers are receiving. But it is important to know that we started selling the crop way before April, where we started seeing that adjustment in the price at the international market. So largely, this is what has informed the price that was announced yesterday in Tepa. Mm, I know that Cocoa Board will get the beans if there are farms to grow the cocoa. The grim reality, though, is that Illegal mining is taking over farms and cocoa production areas. What are your steps to reverse this? We have consistently said that uh, illegal mining is not a better alternative to cocoa farming because with illegal mining, it's a, a temporary thing, a very short period where you get the revenue from the cocoa. 
uh, from the illegal mining. Whereas with cocoa, it takes you a longer period of time, many years, where you and then your uh, children, and sometimes your grandchildren, will inherit what you've invested in. So illegal mining is not an alternative. But we also admit that sometimes the enticement that comes in in the form of the cash that is offered to the cocoa farmers at the time these illegal miners come. And look at what the farmers go through in producing cocoa. They, they find it, well, maybe that could be a relief for them and they go in for the illegal mining. But at a time where we see that the international price is picking up, so those who are doing the calculation looking at, oh, what is happening today at the international market? So what is being sold today will also have an effect going into next year. So suddenly, the years ahead gives us a better promise in terms of how much farmers will get. So there's every reason why if we're a farmer now to concentrate on your cocoa farming because the prospect looks better. Because as the international price increase, definitely it will have the effect we are looking for on cocoa farmers. Mm. Before we let you go, there are concerns that the country's largest indigenous cocoa purchasing company, PBC, is struggling financially. Having seen a steep decline in the market shares in the last five years, you would agree with that. Now, how do you then expect them to purchase this product with the new well, agreement? Um, the last time I engaged uh, your network on this issue, I made mention of the fact that uh, for us as cocoa, we consider uh, PBC as an important stakeholder or an important satisfying company who buy on behalf of Cocoa Board. And on our part, uh, we shall continue to offer them the necessary assistance and support that will help PBC, just like Ishmael said, other uh, local LBCs to be able to also buy uh, for the country. Because yes, it's imperative that we support indigenous Ghanaian businesses to also stay within the space. So CocoBot shall continue to support PBC and other licensed buying companies in order for them to perform the task ahead of them. Yes, we admit that they have challenges, but that notwithstanding, there's every reason why we need to have PBC to stay. If you look at some very remote communities, PBC has become the buyer of last resort. They will go there. There are some private companies who do not find it enticing go there and buy, and for which reason you will need PBC to stay afloat to do that job for you. So uh, management of Cocoa Board will continue to offer the assistance which we've offered PBC in their trying times to get them stay afloat. There are concerns about the smuggling of cocoa to neighboring countries and how Cocoa Board is helping address this. What's the update with your fight against this? The price announced is one of the means we are using in addressing issues of smuggling. Mm. If you consider last year, because of the fluctuating nature of our currency at the time we announced the price, it was hard-hitting to us because you announced the price when the difference between us and Cote d'Ivoire was just about uh, 70 Ghana cities. But because the city dropped drastically, it had a huge impact on the difference between Ghana and Cote d'Ivoire price. And that was a motivating reason, of course, uh, in Togo as well, a motivating reason for people to smuggle. We do not anticipate that the current price that has been announced, even though Cote d'Ivoire are yet to announce their price, of course, we have some engagement, we have a fair idea of what will be happening. We do not see any major difference between Cote d'Ivoire and Ghana, which will motivate people to smuggle uh, cocoa outside our country. Yes, there are concerns about what happens to the, uh, the currency. Uh, over the last few months, we've seen a very stabilized CD. The forecast and the anticipation is that the CD will continue staying stronger. And if the CD stays stronger, there will not be any motivating factor for people to smuggle it out. However, yesterday, the sector minister for food and agriculture made a, an emphatic statement that it will not happen beyond using price as a means of addressing the smuggling challenge. If it happens that people still consider it as an alternative to smuggle cocoa out of our country, government has plans that will help in dealing or addressing that issue head on. So yes, the plans have been put together to ensure that this concern is addressed this time around and we do not suffer the effect we suffered last year.
public. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Affairs at Coco Board. Mr. Pumasi, you're still with us. Now, are you convinced that this increment is enough motivation to encourage farmers not to let their farm be taken by illegal miners? Yes, I have always also maintained that um, pricing is an essential element when it comes to sustainability of the industry. I believe that with the, with the new price, um, it should actually motivate farmers to stay on their farm now. Yesterday, just when the price was announced, I quickly rushed to my farm. As I speak to you now, I'm in my farm, trying to protect every pot on the tree. Because we have also had, you know, serious challenge with the black pot. So talking about guarantee, um, guarantee is something I, I don't believe government has the, 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 the will to fight guarantee and to fight guarantee, pricing of cocoa should be the determinant here. And um, it's good that the price has gone up. So I want to see in future farmers resisting from selling farmland. Just like PC said, um, you sell your farmland and then the money is consumed within a day. But the cocoa, you stay on your cocoa farm for a longer period of time. That would actually help you to improve your livelihood. So for me, I believe that, yes. Um, the new price and in future price, because just like you also mentioned, we have also seen um, good, you know, uh, uh, increase in the in the in the international market. As I speak now, it's around three thousand eight hundred plus dollars per ton. It shows clearly that government is continuous like this. Governments have no option than to continue to increase the producer price. So, fine, farmers must also, you know, begin to understand the need to. Take all the good agricultural practices seriously. Protect your pot. Protect your food. That is the surest way to improve your livelihood. Yes. Thank you so much. It's my promises, member, civil society, cocoa platform. Now let's stay a bit longer with agriculture because President Kufado has urged traditional authorities to release lands to facilitate large-scale commercial farming under phase two of government's planting for food and jobs program he proposed a flexible payment arrangement between the custodians of the lands and farmers rather than present order the present order of upfront payments the president also wants chiefs to refrain from releasing agricultural designated lands for real estate development nayal jima was at the present meeting with the national house of chiefs in kumasi he filed this report hectares of agricultural lands in the country are owned by traditional authorities under the pfg2 at least an agricultural zone of 300 hectares will be developed through public private partnership the zones will have all the necessary infrastructure to ensure all year-round farming president akufuado is pleading with custodians of the land on flexible terms since upfront payments discourages investors an agricultural zone under this program is described as a large contiguous tract of arable land of not less than 300 hectares. For each agricultural zone, government will partner with the private sector to provide necessary irrigation infrastructure, develop access roads to production hubs, extend power, i.e. solar, hydro, and provide mechanization services. 
as custodians of our lands, I'm appealing to you that I'm able to release farmland to facilitate large-scale commercial farming under this program. Unlike in the past, the government acquired lands under executive instrument. Under PFJ2, we will entreat to give you to give lands out willingly to your subjects with the understanding that they pay back in kind and over time. The huge cost of paying for land upfront discourages agricultural investment. We are moving away from state land acquisition for agricultural purposes with the hope that this program will set up a new course for land acquisition. It has also come to my attention that already delineated agricultural lands are being released for real estate development. I thus encourage you to manage the temptation of converting lands for non-agricultural purposes as our collective interest in food production depends on it. Meanwhile, President of the National House of Chiefs Ojiahohoyaojibi II wants fight against illegal mining enhanced to protect existing farmlands. Uh, but one area that we should all be looking at is Galamse. As much as possible, we should also try to uh, check Galamse. Otherwise, the existing farmers will be the existing farms will be destroyed. And our president, we thank you for your address. Nanum. Uh, Nana President is asking for what? Land. Land to produce food to feed ourselves. Land to produce produce for our industries. Land to give jobs to our people. For join news, Nana Ajima reporting. Well, we're taking a quick breather here on Joy Newsroom. When we come back, we'll talk about a political risk analyst who has expressed worry about what he describes as a growing trend of departisanship in sensitive public institutions, including constitutionally mandated ones. Do stay with us. We're going to demonstrate to you the superior properties of Flamingo paint as compared to other paint brands on the market. We take equal quantities of Flamingo paint and this ordinary paint. We then dilute them with water. And now, let the test begin. The gentleman on the left is going to apply the ordinary paint and the gentleman on my right will use the Flamingo superior paint. As you can clearly see, Flamingo has the obvious better hiding. Furthermore, Flamingo has painted a much larger area. You know, one bucket of Flamingo paint is equal to several buckets of any other paint brand on the market. Flamingo paint is made with superior formulation to give superior durability, superior hiding, superior coverage. Flamingo paint, simply superior. Hello there. To provide timely information and to explain educational reforms and to discuss school models and interventions, the Ministry of Education, in partnership with the Teacher Education Journal, presents to you the first ever education TV talk show, The Edu Talk Show. The Edu Talk Show keeps you informed and updated on trends in the world of education. The Ghanaian teacher is so versatile. Provide him the opportunity, train him, and that teacher will perform wonders. Where are the women? They are doing very well academically, but they're not in the sciences and all of that. So technology is missing a lot more women that they could have had. You need to tell the parents, at the moment, what you are getting is, is covering only an aspect of your child's education. And therefore, it's very difficult for you to make any decision with the limited information you have. We still have more to do mm. when it comes to safe school. Mm. So join us as we speak to our guests on reforms taking place in Ghana's education sector. My name is Blessed Suga, and I am your host.
Thanks for staying with us. Now, a political risk analyst has expressed worry about what he describes as a growing trend of departisanship in sensitive public institutions, including constitutionally mandated one. He says it should not be allowed to continue speaking on the alleged leak tape plot and the removal of IGP on news file. Dr. Tui Champon said it is a national security issue that threatens democracy in the country. Hence, it should be thoroughly investigated. What are the terms of the reference of the committee and have they been met? Largely, we all agree that that has been met. So let's just submit the report and then we will take the, the follow-on actions um, as, as needed. But my big worry in all of this, which is the point that Field also has made, is look, in all of these um, contestations and things we're watching on TV, it the deep partisanship and the extent to which almost all of the key institutions in this country, including the constitutionally mandated, mandated ones, have all been, you know, infested with this idea of, you know, the partisanship, NDC, MPP, and to have, you know, a senior police officer on tape make serious you know, uh, allegation, but, but I think that is really one of the big things that we, we should take away from all of this. Beyond the, the treachery and the conspiracy to get the IGP out, the idea that, you know, somebody who's connected or affiliated to one party can come in and use the instruments and institutions to, you know, favor one side against the broader collective will of Ghanaians. For me, it's a very serious national security issue that goes to the heart of the constitutionalism that we're practicing. Well, I made call for the IGP to be invited and interrogated by Parliament's ad hoc committee. A former chairman of Constitutional and Legal Affairs Committee in Parliament, Inus Fasini, disagrees and argues the committee's work concluded with the tape authentication by witnesses. The tapes are you see, when a committee of the nature that is probing this issue now takes on many issues, the remit of the committee now becomes at large. I think you should respond to my question. What is relevant is that they established, one, that that tape is authentic, except that portions of it have been doctored. Since authenticity has been established, do you believe in those claims yeah, yeah, yeah. that portions have been adopted? I don't even believe in them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe in them. And two, so the competition of NDA is where we're now. Mm. And two, the veracity of the conspiracy has been established beyond doubt. Uh, Alex Benson says, look, it's not today that I started lobbying for that position. And I went to Bukrunabu. Uh, uh, Asari says, well, look, even Bulnabu directed us to Malams. Conspiracy has been established and all met for one purpose. That's the definition of conspiracy. For a single purpose to plot the removal of the IGP. There's no basis to invite him. He's not part of the elite tape. I'm just reading the terms of reference. I'm just reading the I mean, it's a red herring, giant red herring. And if they invite the IGP, the committee will finish its work. Leave it. Many matters have come. Very serious, in my view. We've just been talking about However, the Deputy General Secretary of the NPP, Haruna Mohammed, believes inviting the IGP will bring finality to the matter. I think that the committee, to be fair, has to invite the IGP because it may, it may be true and it may be not true. So I think that the IGP uh, should be invited to clear uh, uh, his side of the story so that at least in Parliament receiving the report, we'll see that there is some level of fairness, there is some level of representation. So for me, I don't agree with the fact that the IGP should not be invited. Uh, if the new audios if, or the videos that is there, if it falls within the terms of reference, and if it is not illegal, or if the, the, the committee has 
the power to look at them. I think that the committee can look. But if the committee doesn't, this should be added as appendices uh, to the report that is going to Parliament. And Parliament will so look at it. But what I see afterwards here is that there should be a very competent commission that is put in place, that is headed by many security uh, 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 experts. But a judge, a judge must be put as a chairperson for this particular committee, an extended committee that will look at this particular matter. This matter is bordering, is bordering on the security of this country. Mm. My security, your security, and everybody's security. So we need to, to look at this particular matter and get to the bottom of it, not to end it at the, 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 the parliamentary committee level. Well, the IGP will be facing the ad hoc committee of parliament probing the leak tape on Tuesday. Stick to your most credible news source. We'll be bringing you full coverage of that. Now, the 154 Armored Regiment of the Ghana Armed Forces has commissioned a recreational block in Shiani in memory of slave soldier Sharif Imoro. The soldier was killed on 4th of March in Ashaman in 2023. Colonel Kofield Brieb, while speaking at the Farewell Paradise, said the late private Moro remains one of them and they will continue to seek justice for him. Precious Semivore has more in this report. Some top brass of the Ghana Armed Forces, political heads, heads of security services, friends and relatives witnessed the Farewell Parade of the first commanding officer of 154 Armored Regiment, Colonel Kofi Obri Yabua in Sunyai in the Bono region. After three years in command, he handed over in the interim to second in command, Major Kwejo Ochi Prempe. In his remarks, Colonel Edward Ousuan, Deputy Commander, 15 Armored Brigade, acknowledged the exploits of Colonel Obri Yabua in maintaining unity despite the challenges. Your tenure of office saw many changes, including infrastructure, the expansion of office and accommodation for both officers and soldiers. Significantly has been your constant support for training at the training, our training school and your sterling leadership, which has improved collaboration and cohesion among the units within the garrison. You operate an open door policy which endear you to your troops, your families, and the partners of the regiment. The ceremony also saw the commissioning of a CCTV surveillance system and a junior rank recreational block in honor of the slate trooper Sheriff Imoru at Ashaiman in March. He was stationed in Sunyai but was in Accra for a course. The case is still pending, but Colonel Obriyabwa said they look forward to justice for private Imoru. As part of uh, activities aimed at ensuring that his memory is not erased from the regiment, particularly considering the circumstances under which we lost him, we decided to name it after him. And the chief of army staff has blessed us with that arrangement. We are here to commission it, and we believe that it will serve as a memory in its honor. And we always remember that we had once a soldier like Trooper uh, Imuru Sheriff who was lost painfully. In actual fact, we are still looking forward to justice being done in his name. His regimental number is 21556. So we took the last four digits to make the name of the he said the regiment requires support to boost the morale of personnel in the effective discharge of their duties. As a new unit, in terms of manpower, we need to bring it up to a certain level. And I think over the period, by the uh, kind courtesy of the chief of the army staff, we have been able to increase our numbers considerably. But it comes again with infrastructure, in terms of office infrastructure, in terms of accommodation for troops and the equipment that will complement all the efforts that are in place to ensure the regiment is well grounded. So once these areas are touched, and I'm sure the arrangements in place will ensure that going forward, these things will be put in place with time, and then the unit will be fully fledged to operate and perform its role. Precious Semevo, Joy News, Sunyai. Now let's head to the Upper West region where principal of McCoy College of Education in the Nandoli Kalio district of the Upper West region, Reverend Father Paul, has expressed worry over the myriad of challenges that bedeviled the college since its establishment almost 10 years ago. 
Key among them is a lack of a fence wall around the college, which gives opportunity to hoodlums and sexual predators to have a field day, thereby putting the lives of students at risk. There's more in this report by Rafik Salam. Speaking at the first congregation of the Macquarie College of Education, principal of the college, Reverend Father Peter Paul Yeritu, enumerated the successes struck since its establishment almost 10 years ago, graduating maze of students. Prof. Chairman, I would like to bring to your notice that with the results we are celebrating, we have one pass, 27 third class, 15 second class lower division, 56 second class upper division, and nine first classes. The college was established by the World Catholic Diocese to augment government effort in providing quality education to the people of Ghana. It operated for four years as a private institution before it was absorbed by the government as a public institution. Despite the remarkable successes shocked, it is still bedeviled with myriad of challenges, according to Reverend Father Peter Paul Yeltuo. We lack classroom and dormitory accommodation space. It is so dear that we have to hire three different private properties for students' accommodation for the past five years. It takes a lot of our internally generated fund to pay for these private properties. We lack the needed computers and furniture to catch up with the fast advancing technological world. There's also the issue of lack of a fence wall around the college, which gives opportunity for marauders, armed robbers, and sexual predators to have a full day, who they want to draw the attention of the government to. There is an urgent need for a fence wall around the college land. This will provide security for human persons and college property. We have had two attempted rape reports from outside and three robbery cases. We were lucky to apprehend one of the perpetrators of the last robbery who took away a mobile phone from a student girl. He has since been jailed for 15 years. And, and at the moment, we are dealing with another robbery case. The police are still investigating. Our Pawasujan Minister, Dr. Hafiz Bin Sali, accepted to help fill some of the challenges cherry picking on the construction of the fence wall. Dr. Bin Sali, however, was unhappy with the poor performance of candidates in the Basic Education Certificate Examination, BCE, in the region, urging the newly trained teachers to come on board with positive energy to reverse the negative trend. The Nadolikeleo district has experienced a downward trend in the BECE performance for a couple of years. This is not a good development and we cannot apportion all the blame to the peoples. The district assembly, through the district education oversight Co committee, has been working hard to address this problem. The poor attitude of some teachers, such as attentism and drunkenness during working hours, has also caught the attention of stakeholders. Against this background, I urge our newly trained teachers to come on board with positive energy to help reverse this negative trend. There was anxiety and suspense that appeared to be written on the faces of the graduates when this moment came. And the man in charge has seen it all in the field they are about to enter into. In that of university of and with Professor Domen Dabire Kumpole standing in for the Vice Chancellor of the University of Cape Coast, your mentoring institution. Now, 
hereby pronounce the graduates of the Bachelor of Education program of McCoy College of Education duly graduated. In all, 143 students graduated with Bachelor of Education degree. Nine of them attained first class honors, while 56 got second class upper. Reporting for the news, Rafik Salam, Nadoli. Well, now to the sad news of a popular contestant of the 2021 National Science and Maths Quiz, James Lutherat. He's just age 19 and he had been pivotal, a pivotal member of the Keita Senior High School team in NSMQ event in the 2021 Grand Finale. Well, tragically, he has passed on. He succumbed to a brief illness on July 1 and it's very hard for us. Now, these were some of the moments we captured of him in this montage from the NSMQ. forever lives in our hearts may so rest in perfect peace and that's how we wrap up the bulletin here joy newsroom my name is faustina Safo. for more news please log on to my joyonline.com up next is the law samson will be here with his guests they'll be discussing regulating the cyberspace to stay First time was at Akramo. We got in and 
Amon started to read everything he sees in the room. Two-year-olds usually are not reading. They start reading around four. I can't explain how he is able to put all these things together. It's really a marvel to us ourselves. We, I didn't teach him anything of that sort. To sit one-on-one, -on -one, you know, even if you have your device with you or you are doing something on your PC, you know, he's so curious, you know, he's interested in what is this. They teach themselves how to read, they teach themselves how to decode words and how to put sounds together. Mm -hmm. 